Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. I'm Gloria Copeland. Billy Brim is going to tell us today about women. Can they preach? Can women preach? I think it might depend on the woman. Uh-huh. But anyway, Billy's going to give us a skinny on it from the Word. Yes, Can because I... Preach. I had to have it, you know, because I had this call on my life. And oh, as sure. we've been talking about, I was told that I couldn't do it. Women had to be silent in the church. It's hard to teach if you if can't it's talk. Silent. Yes. So, but anyway, so all we have to do is find it in the Word of God. Amen. That's and right. we've talked about the Old Testament, had no way to go through all the women that God used. But now we're over to the new, and of course, Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus. Uh, we couldn't honor her enough. Uh, for what she did. I, I think about her often. Um, they have a, a series on TV. They did AD and they did a mini series and showed him dying, you know, and she was there. Mary was there. Mm. She had to see it all. She not only said, be it unto me according to thy word, uh, when the Holy Spirit came upon her and she was with child and she had to bear this grace and all kinds yes, of things. Disgrace. But oh my goodness, what she had to bear when he was bearing his sin, bearing our sin, and those stripes by which we're healed, his bruise by which we're yeah. healed. She had to see it. So uh, we, Mary is a great example. She, uh, she was with him at the cross. She was with him in the upper room and received the baptism of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So we absolutely cannot, we have to give her the credit. But I want to right. talk particularly about speaking for him. Can women do have to be silent or can they speak? And so Mary and Joseph, um, they took him uh, to the temple for her purification. This would have been 40 days after his birth. He had been also uh, circumcised on the eighth day. And uh, so they took him to the temple to present him to the Lord. And there in the temple was, was Shimon, Simeon, we say. And it says of him, there was a man in the temple, verse 25, whose name was Shimon, Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he would see the Lord's Messiah. So he came by the Spirit at the right time when they brought in baby Jesus. Mm. And uh, he then, of course, prophesied, held him up to the, before this mother. But there was someone else there, a woman. And her name actually was Hannah. She would have been called Hannah. Uh, the New Testament's written in Greek, so they Greekalized her name and call her Anna. But she's got the same name as the mother of Samuel, Hannah. And she's like the mother of Samuel, she's a prayer. In verse 36, there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. She was a widow of about four score and four years, 84 years old. She departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayer night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks unto the Lord. Now here's what she did. She spoke of him to all them that looked for redemption in Israel. There was a group who were looking for redemption because it was time on the clock. It was the fourth day, the end of the fourth day, and they knew that Messiah was supposed to come, according to the prophecies, at the end of the fourth day. So there was a group waiting for His coming. That group is called those who waited for Him in Jerusalem. You'll see that Simeon was a part of that group. Go back to verse 25. Uh, Simeon was a part of the group that was waiting for the consolation of Israel. 
There's another man that's identified in the Word of God, and that's Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, Mark 15, 43, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. And so he is identified also in Luke 23, 50 as a part of this group. There was a known group that were waiting. They believed it was time for the Messiah. And she, God used a woman to go back to that group and tell them he's here. Praise so God. the first to announce that he was here to speak was a woman and it was Anna. Mm. Now, of course, women followed Jesus and they were always a part of his ministry and they supported his ministry. We found that out in the book of Luke yeah. and gave to him. Uh, but then when he, uh, he was risen from the dead, we have a marvelous account of Mary Magdalene. And let's go to uh, John chapter 20. And there we find Mary Magdalene out of whom he had cast seven devils and she always uh, was following him. In John chapter 20, on the first day of the week, that would be Sunday, she rose up early and came to the sepulcher where his body was laid. And uh, she looked in there and he was gone. And mm -hmm. she wept and she cried, verse 16. And Jesus saith unto her, Mary? Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, or Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Can you imagine how she felt when she saw the risen Lord? And he Don't called you know? her name. Praise God. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but, I, but go to my brethren. Now he sends her. Go to my brethren. Go to the apostles, men. And say to them, say, speak. I ascend to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. See, Jesus said to her there in the garden, don't touch me because he had not yet ascended with his blood. And she's still, you know, a person, a human. So he takes his blood. Hey, don't touch me, Mary. And then he goes up to the Father. He presents that blood and it's accepted for all of our sin. So he says, you come, you go tell them that I, that's what I'm doing. So she goes back to the disciples and she tells them that's what he's doing. Mary came back and spoke that she had seen the Lord Praise and God. what he had said to her. So he sent her, she sent one. He told her to tell, she's to, she's to speak, she's to tell it. She's a female. And she's a woman and she told her to tell the men. So she did. And I'm sure he knew she was a woman. He knew that. <laughs> and, uh, and so it is no argument. What is our message? He's risen from the dead. Yeah. And the first one to ever preach that he's risen from the dead was a woman. That's right. And that is, that's all of our message. That's what it praise is. Praise God. It is him on the cross for our sins, but praise God, if that was the end of it, there'd be no more. But it wasn't the end of it. He raised from the dead. And she Amen. preached that he raised from the dead. Now, when he goes to the Father with his blood and it's accepted, and then he comes back down, Mark 16, 14, afterward, he appeared unto the 11 as they sat at meat and he upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them who had seen him mm -hmm. after he was risen. So they didn't listen to Mary's sermon. So Jesus upbraided them. 
I don't know exactly what upbraided means, but I think he got onto their case. Good. I think so. Because he didn't believe this woman preacher. The first one who said that he has risen from the dead and they didn't believe her. Now, of course, we find throughout all the New Testament, we find God using women. Priscilla, uh, Acts chapter 18, 18, uh, Paul tarried there a good while and then took his leave of the brethren and sailed to Syria and with him Priscilla and Aquila. Priscilla and Aquila traveled with Paul. That's what we were talking about the other day in Acts chapter 9. Some people complained that she was with him because she's a teacher. And uh, then Acts 18, 26, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Uh, this was Apollos. Apollos began to speak boldly. This man came, you know, and he started to speak boldly in the synagogue. And he was a really good preacher, all right, but he didn't have all of his facts straight. Everything just right. He needed to know more. So, whom when Aquila and Priscilla heard Apollos, they took him unto them and they expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. So mm. Priscilla was a teacher and she uh, expounded to Apollos the word of God. Here, her name is mentioned first. Brother Hagin always pointed out that Paul usually mentioned her first. And in Romans 16, he said, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. They travel with him. They taught. In 1 Corinthians 16, 19, the churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. So they were pastors, they were yeah. teachers, and she's a woman named right along with him. And then uh, in Romans 16, he named some women apostles. I'm not going to name read all of it, but uh, in verse 7, Paul said, Salute Andronicus and Junia. Junia is a woman's. My kinsmen and my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles mm. who also were in yeah. Christ before me. So here we see that a woman is a teacher, a woman is a pastor, and a woman is an apostle. And uh, apostle, prophet, we see uh, the daughters, we see, we see people, we see Hulda the prophetess. Oh, we didn't go into Hulda in the Old Testament. When good King Josiah found that he found the word of God and that they had neglected it, and he saw that it bore uh, great consequences, he said, go, take this to someone, find out what, what to do. And they took it to Hulda the prophetess. And Hulda, a woman, the prophetess, she said, all right, this is what the word says. And because we've sinned against God, judgment's coming, but the judgment won't come in your reign, King Josiah. So we see every office and we see women standing in every office. And uh, I remember uh, Roy Hicks. He was the head of the Foursquare Gospel uh, west of the Rockies. And he and his wife had been uh, in Amy McPherson's church. Mm -hmm. Of course, lots of women God's used since. One of them sitting right across from me named Gloria Copeland. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Roy Hicks and he and his wife, their, their marriage was uh, performed by Ray Amy Simple McPherson. That's, that uh -huh. And he told me that she had more miracles than almost all of them oh, put together. What a great ministry. And of course, there was Sister Woodworth at her. But Brother Hagen and Brother Roy Hicks would look at this scripture in the Old Testament. Psalm 68, 11, it's prophetic. The Lord gave the word, great was the company of yes, those that published yes. it. Now that word company is an army of females. Young's Literals translation translates it. The Lord gives the saying and the female proclaimers are a numerous host. Huh. 
The Lord gives the word and the females who complain. And this is last time in time prophecy. The female proclaimers are a numerous host. There's going to be a lot of women preachers in the last days proclaiming the, the a word that Praise God gives. God. And Brother Roy Hicks told me and Brother Hagen said, whenever Brother Roy Hicks particularly, he said, whenever I see you, he's talking about me and Elizabeth Pruitt and some other women like us. He said, it makes me know Jesus is coming and that this Ooh, prophecy is yes. being fulfilled. Um, the woman, uh, the Nash, uh, NAS 1995 says, the women who proclaim the good tidings are a great army. And um, God's word says, the women who announce the good news are a large army. Praise so, God. So, uh, hallelujah. That's the truth. Right? The Lord has given the word and there are a lot of women preachers, I think more now than I've ever known yes, before, and women right. teaching the Bible. And praise the Lord. So we see. Great is the number. Great is the number. There's a lot of them. We're, we're among, we're the in Lord that picture right the there, word. you and me. The Lord, that's good. Isn't that the good? The Lord gives the word. Great is the number of the women who make it public. Here I we are. Here's I a TV. Read that. That's in, uh, bi- that's in uh, Psalm basic 11. That's a basic English translation. I like that a lot. Psalm uh, 6811. So here Praise Gloria God. and I sit. We're part of that. Fulfillment. Yes, we oh, are. Oh, yourselves, Gloria, your prophecy come to pass. Hallelujah. So, We're in prophecy. Yeah. Spirit, soul, and body. Man's a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. Gender is in the body. Only Praise in the body. God. The call is upon the spirit. So um, the Bible, there's no, there's no, uh, the body of Christ is a spiritual body and there's no gender in it. Galatians 3.26. All are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. As many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is neither male, male nor female. female. For all are one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. God. Young's literal translation says, all are sons of God through faith yeah. in Christ Jesus. Now what's that scripture reference? Uh, this is Galatians chapter 3. And verses 26 through 29. And Praise Young's God. literal translation said, Young's. Here in this body of Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, neither servant nor free man. There is neither male nor female. Praise God. Uh, the Holy Spirit through Peter talking to wives, telling how they can win their husbands. He says, don't let it be merely the outward adorning, plaiting your hair, Gold, putting on nice clothes. Don't let it just, you can start with that. But he said, let it be the hidden man of the heart. Amen. And so he called it a man inside us. Now, Amen. here I am, spirit, soul, and body. And I'm getting it straight. I'm getting it that I can preach. And uh, I knew that the call to preach is in my spirit. But in my body, I'm a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a wife first and then a mother. Got the order right. And uh, I knew that it was my biblical duty to be a loving wife and to be a good mother. And I also saw that in the spirit, I was called to preach. Kent knew and recognized that call. My husband did. He told Elizabeth Pruitt that he thought I was the best preacher there was. Praise he thought God. that. He literally thought that. And he told to Elizabeth Pruitt, I think Brother Hagin gets some of his ideas from Billy. Well, that's not true. It's exactly the opposite. I told that to Brother Hagin. He laughed. He thought that was great. Hmm. And Kent said, if God called Billy to preach, I don't want to stand at the judgment seat of Christ and say that I wouldn't let her. Mm -mm. So for years, I taught a Sunday school class in our church in Collinsville. 
and my ministry started there, and then well, then we became the pastors. And Kent loved my teaching, but when we got home from church, he didn't want to hear a sermon. He wanted to eat Sunday yeah, dinner, right. as did my children. And uh, I had one provided because so I, you had two responsibilities. I had responsibilities, and I'd fulfill. gotten up really early. I put on a roast or a baked chicken or whatever, it. and I did it, and I loved every bit of it. I am not a woman's liver. I do not believe in it in any way, shape, or form. I love my role as a wife and a mother, but I also see that I can preach. Hallelujah. Switch gears. Switch gears. That's, now. That was good, Billy. I'm glad you came. Now I'm going to really that. do something wild here, and they may mm. never invite me back again. But if you had come back, y'all know why. <laughs> when I was, uh, oftentimes when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, words will come out in English. And through the years, I'm telling you, for years, I would say, the nines, the nines. I lift up the nines. No more idea what it was than anything. Hmm. And so sometimes I would wonder, your head wants to know what's going on in your heart and you're coming out your mouth and tongues. And so sometimes I would say, well, maybe it's the nine gift of the Spirit. Maybe it's the nine fruit of the Spirit. Maybe it's the Supreme Court. But to tell you the truth, I still don't know to this day what in the world I was praying about. But on April the 10th, of this year, 2015, I awoke up in the morning and I heard the wonder of nine. Hmm. And immediately a thought to me came to me, do the uh, multiplication table. So I got a, a card, a, an index card out, and I wrote down nine times one is nine. Nine times two is 18. Nine times three is 27. And basically way back there, I had heard this on the early part of the uh, multiplication table. So look down there at that multiplication table. I think they're putting up a graph. Okay. When you multiply nine, now here's the what word I heard, the wonder of nine. Mm -hmm. So when you do the multiplication table, nine times two is 18. The, the, in the product, the digits, the numbers in the product total nine. Nine times two is 18, one and eight is nine. Nine times three is 27, two and seven is nine. Nine times four is 36, three and six is nine. Nine times five is 45, four and five is nine. Nine times six is 54. Four, and, and also look at this. Nine times two is 18. Nine times nine is 81. Eight, one, one, eight. Then nine times three is 27. Nine times eight is 72. Just turn it around. So it's a wonder mm. how these digits work. And then you go nine times 10 is 90. Nine and zero is nine. Nine times 11 is 99. Nine plus two nines. Nine times 12 is 108. One and eight is nine. Nine times 13 is 117. One and one and seven is nine. And it goes on and on and on. Let's look up at here uh, going on to nine times eight. Nine times 28 is 252. Two plus five is seven and two is nine. Nine times 29, on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And here I'd heard the wonder of nine. The, the Lord then talked to me about how our bodies are wondrously made. And then he talked to me about things in the earth and how precise he is and how everything is ordered. How dare people say it just happened. And the Lord made me to know that morning, just like he's got this all figured out and it's so precise, the future's all figured out and it's so precise and don't worry about it. 
That's right. Just do your part in the meantime. That, that's what we need to keep abreast of. And just of. trust what him. Are we called to trust do? him who figured out the nines. He's got it all figured out. I'm not to worry. I'm to pray in tongues. I'm to do my part. Now, tomorrow, awesome. the reason why I'm talking about this, which I shouldn't probably be because you'll think I'm crazy or something. Tomorrow is a really special nine. Today is uh, my daughter's birthday, Shelly's, July 24th on our calendar. But on the Hebrew calendar, it's the 8th of Av, the month of Av. The Hebrew calendar, the evening and the morning is the day. So this evening, tonight, at nightfall, it's going to be the 9th of Av. Hmm. Tasha Ba'av. Tasha is none. The 9th of Av. This is the day that both temples were destroyed. That's the day that World War I began. That's the day the Jews were kicked out of Rome, uh, of Spain. That's the day they were kicked out of, um, of um, England. Terrible things have happened. But the book of Zechariah says that this is going to be turned to a day of joy. Wow. Hallelujah. So I just wanted to point that's out that this is a nine coming up tonight and tomorrow. And that's kind of why I did this table on the nines. But it might be good for us to pray for Israel, pray for their safety. Their enemies like to do things on this day. But just to remember that with Israel, no matter how many Tisha B'Avs they've had bad things happen, ninth of Av, there's coming a day when it'll be a great Jubilee day, a great, wonderful day. Now repeat to me what Zechariah said turned into... Zechariah says this feast that's this always feast. been a feast mm -hmm. of sadness is going to be turned into one of rejoicing. Amen. This fast, it's a fast. They fast on this day. So that they're praying. Well, they Jews are fasting and praying right now that nothing bad will happen. Well, let's pray with them. Yeah, we'll pray with them right now. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, Billy. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of yes, every Lord, name. we intercede here. We intercede. You told us to pray for Israel. You told us to pray for the peace of Israel, the wholeness of it. And you told us not to give you any rest gotcha. until you made a praise in the earth. Praise. So that means we're not to give you rest until the ninth of Av is a praise day, just like Zechariah prophesied. Lord. And we add our faith to Israel's and, the, and we say that nothing, nothing. from the enemy and the from kingdom the of darkness kingdom can of touch darkness. the apple of God's eye on this apple of ninth God's of Av. On this. In the name above God. every name, we pray amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Billy and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes.